From the Anajar and Levine Studios in downtown West Palm Beach, you are listening to Ken LaVica Live on ESPN 106.3. I'm going to have to stick up for Phil Mickelson. You people made me do it. Not all of you. But don't act like there aren't some of you out there that saw Phil Mickelson like he's wearing a t-shirt and bagged all over the man. Opening round of the Open Championship and Phil Mickelson, I'm going to declare it right now. There is not a single thing wrong with what he's wearing. Not a single thing wrong with what he's wearing to play at the Open Championship. It is the lunch hour here on Ken LeVick Alive. We have a name for the final hour. It's the lunch hour. We spent a lot of time naming that. A lot of meetings to come up with that name. We're a fancy radio show, so we need a fancy name for the hour. And, of course, we need a sound effect that is appropriate for the hour, and it's a woman eating a sloppy joe with her mouth open. What about what about the new, the new lunch hour sound effect? Uh, me sounding like I'm in the, the aftermath of housing a euro. That's what we determined, right, Stone? That's yeah. what it sounded like, even though it's just me. You you, you, and Jeanette eavesdropping on me as I was ill, having trouble breathing. There we go. This is me sick, trying to survive, grinding out a show performance. And Stone's recording me heavily congested and saying, hey, it sounds like you just ate a gyro. I couldn't help it. So we go to break, and I'm trying to talk to you, and you come through my headphones, and I'm really confused at what's going on. And I was like, Jeanette, I, I think this is him breathing or at least struggling to breathe. So, yeah, yeah. I had to record that. So um, for all we know, though, and what we'll tell the audience, it's me in the aftermath of eating a greasy urine. <laughs> right. Okay? That's what, that's, what, uh, that's what that is. So before we get to uh, heat panic, because that's all we're doing now uh, is heat fans, we're just, we're just in full panic mode. Phil Mickelson, everybody's least favorite golfer now. I get it. Uh, He showed up to St. Andrews, the oldest golf course in the world, the birthplace of golf today, wearing a pullover in the chilly conditions with what appears to be a T-shirt underneath. Now, Kyle Porter of CBS tweeted it, uh, made some snarky comment, intended to disrespect Phil Mickelson, that, of course, the legion of anti-live uh, sports fans ended up taking shots at Phil, too, because it's easy to take shots at Phil, right? Yeah. He's a very easy target. Even when he wasn't making inappropriate comments about Saudi Arabia's treatment of journalists and just being an overall jackass, he was an easy target, okay? Yeah, and at least 10 years ago... He was an could, easy target. You couldn't do it, mostly, because he was going to back it up on the course. Yeah, but you could you could because he's just always super arrogant and uh, a guy who's always prone to melting down on Sundays and, like, whatever. Yeah, he, but he goes low back he, For a long time, he had man breasts. Like, listen, <laughs> listen, I'm not going to judge, but it was, he was an easy target, okay? Um, but but I, I'm sorry. I don't care if it's St. Andrews. I don't care if it's the Palm Beach Par 3. I don't care if it's the local Muni. I don't care. If you're wearing a nice-looking pullover, which it was a nice-looking pullover that Phil Mickelson had on, I don't care what's underneath. His problem is he didn't zip it up past the collar of the T-shirt, so people saw that and started going at him. I'm sorry. I think it's badass. If Phil Mickelson wants to be comfortable and wear a T-shirt to play at St. Andrews, bleep him. Do it. I, I He's competing. Whatever makes him comfortable. 
I couldn't agree more. We went to the wine tasting as a company, and in comes the biggest wine connoisseur of the group, and he's rocking a tea, rocking a fruit of the loom. That's right. Teammate Jeff was wearing a t-shirt. You're right. And he looked better than all of us just because he looked like like Bill Gates walking in. See, and this is a great question. So Phil Mickelson wore a t-shirt to play the opening round of the 150th anniversary of the Open Championship today, all right? And I know golf fans, you love your collars. And you love your sweater vests. And you love your sweaters. And you love your slacks. I know, I know that that's, that's typical golf attire. But you know what? In my world, there's such a thing as a nice t-shirt. <laughs> there is such a thing as a nice t-shirt. So teammate Jeff wore a nice t-shirt to a wine tasting. Did anybody question him? Did anybody say, oh, Jeff's wearing a t-shirt? I was like... <sighs> He, he beat me to that? Like, look at this guy. And this is the thing. Here's the I, – I need back up on this because I was fought hard on this on social media earlier today at KLV1063 on Twitter with people crushing me for declaring there's a such thing as a nice T-shirt. Like, there's a dress code at St. Andrews. Obviously, it's golf, right? There's a dress code to play at the Open Championship. Last time I checked, Phil was wearing pants. Phil was wearing a pullover, which could, I mean, I think that offsets a quote-unquote collar. If you have a pullover, I agree. that's your collar. I agree. Right? In any rational school of thought, and then there's the t-shirt underneath. So I'm curious. First question. Is there a such thing as a nice t-shirt? Okay? Phil's not wearing this Hanes from Walmart, tobacco-stained, holes-in-the-chest type of T-shirt, okay? Like he's walking out of a trailer, all right? Like This is a black T-shirt. Now, I would argue that if it's a V-neck T-shirt, it's always acceptable. I am a big proponent of V-neck T-shirts. I think V-neck T-shirts, even if they're just a regular cotton T-shirt, can qualify as a nice T-shirt. Okay, you don't need something that has like lines in it. You don't need something that has uh, stitching uh, across it. A V-neck T-shirt is a nice enough T-shirt to get away with any sort of dress code unless it outright calls for a collar. Okay, and if you're wearing a V-neck with a pullover, then hell yeah, that's good to go. Okay, have you even ever seen that? Somebody with the quarter zip down showing Sorry, some Sorry, Johnny Versace. You I didn't realize me? I was talking with the king of fashion over you here. You know I'm Dapper Dan, Mr. Napa no, Valley. No, but let me ask you this. If someone, if you have an event or you have some place to go to and the host of said thing says, dress nicely, okay? Okay. What is dressing nicely? Because I'm supposing that at St. Andrews, you know, dress nicely, Okay. What is your definition of dress nicely? Because Phil Mickelson's getting a lot of hell for the pullover with the T-shirt underneath, with the slacks. I think he's dressed nicely. In my world, he's dressed nicely. Forget golf. I'm just talking about in general, though, Stone. You hear dress nicely, and you translate it as what? Jeans, khakis, collared shirt, belt, No, 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 no. You can't wear two. So you're wearing two different pairs of pants? Okay. You said jeans first. Jeans? Jeans, collared shirt. Okay. Closed-toed shoes. Okay. And that is it. And that is it. Wow. Okay. So, Stone says that dressed nicely to him is a pair of whole-list jeans, I'm assuming, right? Depending on the event, but sure. 
I got holes in mine right now. But but I don't. I wouldn't. Wow. Qualify. Jeans? I, no. You, uh, jeans? Holes or no holes? Yeah, it's 2022. All right. Stone Lebanowitz says jeans, collared shirt, closed toe shoe. That's his definition of dress nicely and a belt and a belt. So for me, dressing nicely means either a pair of white sneakers and or dress shoes, brown or black. Yeah. Okay. But they have to be white sneakers. Okay. Sure. White sneakers or brown or black dress shoes, khaki pants, just the regular pockets on top. We're not talking about... um, Cargo fishing? Yeah, no cargo stuff. Okay. Okay? Good. And I would say either a V-neck t-shirt or a collared shirt with a belt. I'm not mad at it. Tuck or no tuck, depending on the circumstance, though. If it's a shirt where the back is longer than the front, then you got to tuck it in. Yeah. Yeah. Okay? Good call. That's my definition of dress nicely. But I'm very curious about this. From a man's standpoint, I'm very curious about this for you women listening who end up largely having to critique and dress your man at home. When I say, hey, come to this event dressed nicely, how do you translate that? 888-760-3776, 888-760-3776, because what I found this morning is that there are some people that think Phil Mickelson wearing the T-shirt was an abomination. It was horrifying. It was offensive. It was denigrating to St. Andrews. But others that said, I think Phil's too overdressed. And when I asked the question about being dressed nicely on social media, I got a wide array, (laughs) a wide array of definitions as to what dress nicely is. So let me recap here with Stone, okay? Now we're going to go through some of these social media and take your calls because I'm curious because the male population is incredible. Some of you really give a crap about your appearance and some of you have give in up, okay? So Stone, 23-year-old Stone Lebanowitz, okay? Fresh out of college. His definition of dressed nicely is jeans, collared shirt, closed toe shoe, and a belt, okay? Me, automatically, I hear jeans, and I think that's a source of contention. I've really never considered jeans to be dressing nicely. Now, me (laughs) dressed nicely is khaki pants, not cargos, khaki, just the regular pockets, okay? A collared shirt or a V-neck T-shirt, okay? A belt, and then the shoes... Have to be closed toe, but you can do white sneakers or brown and black dress shoes. Love it. Okay, that's my dress nicely. What is your definition of dressed nicely? If someone tells that to you, hey, dress nicely to this event, how are you dressing? What's your go-to? What's your fallback that you think constitutes dressing nicely? 888-760-3776. 3776, and you can tweet at us at KLV 1063, 888-760-3776. All right, so Mike tweets, if it's summer and a million degrees out, probably shorts and a short sleeve button down. If I can't wear shorts, I don't need to be there. So I, I respect it. But what if it's like a christening? Or what if it's like a baptism? Or what if it's like a wedding? Now, for a wedding, I suppose you're probably being a little bit more specific about what the attire should be, right? Like, ah, uh, black tie affair. 
or business casual, even though I've never seen a wedding where business casual is is part of the requirement for fashion. What would be what would be a common request for like a wedding to wear? I think you gotta have a Sunday best. Sure, absolutely Sunday best. I love that. I love that. Do you? Um, and also, you know what to wear when you're going to a wedding. It's not like you're like. Well, I don't know, but Mike, the way he puts it is that I'm not going if I can't wear shorts and a button-down uh, uh, short-sleeve shirt. Now, there are nice button-down short-sleeve shirts. Yeah, a little plaid one. Yeah. Now, are you buttoned all the way to the top now, or do you leave a little chest rolling? I love buttoning all the way up to the top, baby. Yeah, I know you do. You Gives it a nice little sprinkle on top. Stupid young people. Um, uh, uh, Jayco says slacks. A nice polo, semi-dress shoes, and my favorite blazer. Ooh. So Jayco's going full blazer mode in that spot. Uh, Ryan tweets, dress nicely, it's long sleeves. In Florida, you get long sleeves and like it. It's a sign of respect, like in Japan. <laughs> now, I love that guy because uh, he's right. In the state of Florida, if you pull up to any function with a long sleeve shirt, you're overdressed. You're like, damn, he put some effort into this. We appreciate it. Thanks for showing up, buddy. So um, I love that. So marketing director Courtney says yesterday you saw a photo of her father and you were giving you were making fun of him because he wore an undershirt underneath his polo. I'm, I mean, what are we doing nowadays? No, 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 no. You of all people can't sit there and start critiquing fashion. I, I, you wore a puffer vest saying that that was a wine tasting attire. And there are guys out on the golf course, which I would, you know, connect to, to wine tasting. You wore similar. white socks with suede shoes, yeah, dude. You know, I, that one's on me. Your mom made fun of you on social media <laughs> over it. Listen, don't wear an undershirt in a collared shirt. It's a sign of weakness and insecurity. What? Don't do it. Don't do it. See, what are you afraid of wear, sweating through? Dude? Let's add what another. We, let's what? add another thing to this too, because I have, I don't wear undershirts. Yeah, I know you but don't. I don't disrespect people who do, because I understand there's a potential sweating component. Do you wear an undershirt, especially those of you who have to wear suits and dress shirts to work? There's a dress code. Do you wear undershirts? 888-760-3776. 888-760-3776. Now that's different. I'm talking about collared shirt. Now, if you're wearing a button-up, why can't you just work, wear an undershirt? I wear an undershirt under my button-up as well when I'm, you know, when I'm dressed in my my suit and tie if I ever have to. But collared shirt, don't do it. It's weird and it just kills your whole outfit. And like I said, it's an insecurity. Or can thing. you do a V-neck uh, collared shirt so it doesn't show up underneath the shirt? Now that's a little savvy. Okay, that's a little that's what savvy. I'm saying. Like, there's that's ways you, around that, this. That's if you you're but matching you know colors though, and but you're taking the next level. Marketing director Courtney's from Wisconsin. That's the problem. That's no, what you I know, said. No, but do you know what you call someone in the Midwest who wears an undershirt underneath a collared shirt? Successful. Oh my. Oh, see, that's the problem. Like, no, you like, just don't get the way of life. Just like your salt life, bro. <laughs> We're undershirt, bro. Deal with it. It's not. They're no bro. It's I, I, just a little geeky. It's a little geeky. Nana Crystal's online one. Nana Crystal is on Ken Levick alive. Nana Crystal, I need your input on on dressing nicely, and I trust your opinion here. <laughs> well, what you're just talking about, you have to remember there are some military people who will always wear an undershirt under whatever shirt mm-hmm. until the day they die. <laughs> and you have to respect them. They believe they that. Yeah, absolutely. That's very well put. That They are going to wear an undershirt, <laughs> nice, crisp, no bacon collar on uh-huh. the undershirt, uh-huh. under every shirt. Under a T-shirt, they wear an undershirt. <laughs> That's just military. That's what it is. Uh, that is well said. That is very well said. Now, uh-huh. now, to, now to the nicely, situation ahead. Uh-huh. Dress nicely, 
It depends on which one of your friends or the person who says nicely, especially if it's their personal event. Right. Because some people think nice is what other people would think. Did you really wear that here? <laughs> but it's nice. Mm, so no knows people. about that. <laughs> you know, so you ha- and then there's a cultural thing. If you are of the African-American persuasion and you put on some nice jeans, because, you know, most of the time our jeans are really stiff. Sometimes if it's the old cut, old dudes, they're starch jeans. <laughs> and they look really good. Uh-huh. So that's dressing nicely. They'll put a collar shirt and a belt on with that. Yeah. Or those new shirts that don't tuck shirts and a nice pair of shoes. It's dressing nicely. Right, right. It's just. There's no set rule for the dress nicely, but you guys got it pretty much right. The cargo pants. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> and, I, and I like cargo pants, but there's a time and a place for cargo. I'm a dad. Of I, course I like cargo pants. And appreciate the call, Nana Crystal. I like pockets. I like being able to put keys in pockets. I like wallets in pockets. I like change in pockets. I like uh, kids' little toys in pockets. But you know what? If I'm going to a wedding, I'll leave the cargo at home and I'll grind. Mm-hmm. A grind, baby. I've got that dog in me. (laughs) I also, you know, kind of have a problem. What kind of white shoes are we talking about? You know, I think that's a little too much. I think you give off a a little, like, European vibes, and I don't know if you can pull that. That's good. That's a great thing. If you're dressing like a European, there's nothing wrong with that. It's better than dressing like Bill in a trailer in Tallahassee. (laughs) But you didn't let me finish, right? I I was going to say that I don't think you can necessarily pull off the European look, Ken. Like, I just can't see it. You in white shoes? Have you seen how tight my jeans are when I wear jeans? Have you seen how tight I wear my pants? (laughs) Of course I can pull off European. Facts. Have you seen my petite build? I may well, look I may look weird, but I can pull off European. So what kind of white shoes though? Like what brand? I usually go with Adidas. Okay, okay. Then okay, what else besides Adidas? K Swiss. Okay, because case was similar. Famous for the sim- yeah, similar to the Puma. Yeah, yeah, Puma. And I, I wear Puma some Puma whites. Right, right, right. But that's when I try to pull off the European. But I don't do Nike. It's got to be like Nike's not associated with with like fashion. It's associated with sports fashion, sure, but not necessarily like showing up to a function. Fashion. Yeah, Adidas, K Swiss, those are great answers. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I, so, I, I don't know what else there is out there. And if someone's pulling up in white shoes and they're not, you know, Adidas, yeah. K Swiss, I'm a little wor- like, well, what are those? Man? Now I will say this, and it's totally out of my comfort zone, but Josh has turned me on to seersuckers. He has he has passed down some seersucker outfits and blazers to me, and I tell you what, I'm not comfortable in it. <laughs> But I'm about that life. Yeah, for sure. Because like, people think something about me that I'm not. Which, ooh. Like I get, like I, I actually know what I'm doing when I dress, which I don't. But exactly. Just by knowing Josh, it has helped my my profile so much more. Exactly what you said about you know making people think that you know what you're doing. That yeah. was the thought process when I put on that vest. Then we went to the wine drinking. I was like, wow, you know, everyone's gonna think that I know what I'm doing. Nope, not at all. And not that all. Uh, that wasn't the case. Um, but when I when when FAU played at Ohio State a couple of years ago, started the season 2018, I wore a hand-me-down seersucker uh, 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 coat from Josh. I walked on the plane. Charlie Weiss Jr., now the offensive coordinator, Ole Miss, his, uh, his wife goes, oh, man. A seersucker. I overheard it. Seersucker. <laughs> That's awesome. And then I felt like a million bucks, dude. And you start bumping people yeah, in their seats. I was like, give like, me more room. Yeah, I was. Mm-hmm. I, I felt great. Like mm-hmm. I walked that. through the 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 sea of players to the back of the plane where I sit. I was just beaming, man. I'm <laughs> like, I got acknowledged. This feels great. 
And I, I can't pull off any fashion, but man, that hand-me-down seersucker did wonders for my confidence. Now, I, I do think you're one of the few. I think there's a small percentage of people that can pull off the V-neck, and I definitely think you're in that group. I love v I myself man. can't do it. Yeah. I think I'm a little too wide. A you're, little, you're a, that's the thing. Again, I'm petite. You're a little thick. Mm-hmm. Thick. Like, I'm just a little a little petite, so you can pull it off. Beautiful Euro vibe. Yeah, when you beautiful wear Euro vibe. Well said. Uh, speaking of fashion, a man who knows uh, something about that and a whole lot of other things is Steve Politziner. He is the president of Good Karma Brands. He is a Palm Beach County Hall of Famer. He knows a lot about a lot of things. He is our wise sage on Ken Levick Alive, and he joins us next. It is Ask Steve's. He's still in the Banowitz Friday Night Lights. I'm Ken Levick. I'm live on ESPN 106.3. From the Anajar and Levine Studios in downtown West Palm Beach, you are listening to Ken Levick Alive on ESPN 106.3. It's the opening round of the Open Championship, and all of a sudden we've got a run on takes about undershirts. This show sucks. Yeah, because they want to hear about Cameron Young shooting an eight under. You could line up eight guys, and uh, you would not be able to pick out Cam Young. What's more interesting to you, undershirts or Cameron Young? 888-760-3776, 888-760-3776. Stone Lebanowitz has proceeded to make fun of the father of his boss, who is marketing director Courtney. He is making fun of her father, for wearing an undershirt underneath a collared shirt. You, the goal of you, still new and fresh face to the business, to go after the father of your boss because he's wearing an undershirt. I, Where is your head at, man? If you're not Florida, you're not nothing. You know, I mean, we, we don't do that down here. Do you wear an undershirt? 888-760-3776. 888-760-3776. Because now... After discussing it during the break, I do think there's a generational component and perhaps a regional component to undershirt wearing. 888-760-3776. Mark is in West Palm. Mark's on Ken Levick Alive. Mark, I formally apologize uh, for this show today. <laughs> Actually, it's pretty good. So here's, here's the definitive answer, and I'll give you oh, my, yes. uh, my backup for it. Okay. First off, now, now, keep in mind, I'm an accountant. I wear a shirt and tie, not always a jacket or full suit, okay. but always a tie every okay. day. Now, if it's Friday night or Saturday night and I'm wearing a sport coat, a button-up dress shirt, there is no undershirt. Okay, nice. The top of your shirt is unbuttoned. No undershirt. Got it. If you have a tie on and a dress shirt, it's a mandatory undershirt. Mm-hmm. And all I ask you to do is you, you ask yourself this question. Next time you watch the Heat and they show you the Godfather, okay, you ask yourself, does he have an undershirt on? And there's your answer. Go as Riley goes. I love that. If you have thoughts about an undershirt, what would Pat Riley do? WWPRD, what would Pat Riley do? That is fascinating. And I've never thought about it that way, and now it's never going to leave my brain. Absolutely. But I love Mark's definitive answer. Collared shirt that's not buttoned up all the way, no undershirt. Work, button, tie, undershirt is mandatory. What about dress shirt, though? Which which is what? Well, a collared shirt and a dress shirt are different. Like, a dress shirt has a collar, but a dress shirt is a dress shirt. A collared shirt is a collar shirt. Like, a collared shirt is like cotton. A dress shirt is not. I don't know. If, the, if you're not buttoning up to the top. 
But, then you're not wearing an undershirt. Mark said it's definitive. Okay, but here's my question. Say you are wearing a dress shirt, but maybe you're wearing a dress shirt without a tie, okay? And it's a, of a certain color. Mm, this Do is you, tough. If you go out. Oh, tough. If Good you call. go out. In an orange should one. Should your, but, but like say it's a pastel color and you're going to dinner and you can sort of see nipples through the dress shirt. Do you have to wear an undershirt? Like, what do you do there? I mentioned insecurity earlier. Why does it matter about your your nipples showing? I mean, who really cares? Then why can why can you want to be that guy? Why oh my can't God. baby girl walk in and and and, and it's no problem? Uh, hey, my exactly. nipples are showing. No big deal. Like I'm for that, but I'm I'm pretty sure that there might be some patrons that are like, why is that woman's nipples out? Meanwhile, Stone's walking in with a dress shirt and no undershirt, and he's got his big old stone nipples rolling through. If I walk into the restaurant and some guy's like, whoa, I see your nipples, I'll turn right to his wife and I'll just walk off like come on you can't do that you can't put apples and oranges apples and oranges i always wore an undershirt not for sweat purposes but because uh, i thought that maybe people would be off put by seeing dude nips no one's off put by seeing dude nips nowadays nobody i would beg to differ on that <laughs> i don't think that you can just universally put a blanket over male nipples i like, hey, it's good well, I mean, I am young, you know, a, a, a lot younger, but I, I don't remember the last time where I was like, oh, my gosh, do you guys see his nipples over there? And then we all look at him. I don't think I've ever done That's that. That's different, but I'm sure that there are some of the older persuasion or maybe just people that don't want to see dude nipples while they're eating uh, some some prime rib. Now, if you have piercers, like ones that are loud, <laughs> then I think, okay, you can cover yeah. them up. Yeah. Yeah. That's a great. That's a, I mean, that's a great point, too. This is ridiculous. We got Leo in Riviera. Leo's in Riviera Beach. What's up, Leo? Hey, guys. Thanks for taking my call. I love this topic because growing up, <laughs> no, I, uh, I was sweating a lot. And uh, so I never would just, you know, I would just sweat inside. You know, you got PE and stuff. And you got to, you put in, you put on the undershirt over, under the collared shirt. Right. It can't be a lazy collar. Like, you don't want to have a waffle collar. But, like, I mean... Tight enough where the collar lays flat, you know, the undershirt collar lays flat, and then you can actually get stylish with it. Like, if you're wearing, say you're uh, wearing uh, brown and blue, mm -hmm. if that under, if you have a brown shirt on and you have uh, blue pants, you could rock the same blue undershirt yep. and you would be that much more stylish. I... And then I actually switched, I switched. Uh, when I started wearing the button-down dress shirts, like Mark was saying, I switched to tank tops because, you know, if I was getting a little chubby, the tank tops kind of hold everything in place a that, little bit see, more. And that's, so. the thing that, that's the thing that I think is, like for me, uh, the tank tops are important from an undershirt standpoint. And that's what I started wearing then if I wore a dress shirt. But uh, like for, from where I'm from, Leo, my part of the country, the Midwest, like the t-shirt undershirt is still a significant thing where I'm not going to judge somebody over it. You've got Stone calling him a nerd. I do think that in the, the Midwest as well, there is a warmth component to it. You like being hugged by something a little bit, a, a piece of clothing and appreciate the call. Uh, this is, it feels good to have that wrapped around you in colder temperatures as well, okay? Where else are we going here, Stone? We got Ernesto and Boyne. Ernesto, what's up, Ernesto? Uh, thanks for taking my call again. I'm sorry for the last time. I thought you were done with me, but, oh, no. uh, 
No, tank top Billy, man, all the way. You've got to wear that tank top underneath and feel free and, and still. I know that tightness that you're feeling. I know. I'm from the Northeast, so I know what you're talking about. But if you wear a tank top, it's that feeling that you're going to have without looking like a nerd. And you still have that underneath tightness that you're feeling. And, and without the nipple showing, you just, I heard you say that before, and you have, let's say, that nice collared shirt that, you know, you feel like, ooh, I feel almost like naked. Well, you have a tank top on, nice white tank top, you look nice and choochy, okay, brother? Nice so, and choochy. So what you're saying is that that Stone, instead of making fun of marketing director Courtney's dad for the T-shirt undershirt, should have simply said, hey, have you ever considered maybe going the tank top undershirt route? Instead of being a jerk, giving that advice. Nah, I like the fact that Stone got cojones and do that. Go Ernesto, do I have any business giving a, a 50-year-old man advice on what to wear? No. No, I don't. It's, Ernesto's just encouraging this poor behavior from Stone now. <laughs> Unbelievable. I love it. <laughs> Ernesto, appreciate the call. Um, uh, a man who knows fashion, a man who knows business, a man who knows what it takes to impress many is Steve Polizziner. He is the president of Good Karma Brands. We'll have him in just a couple of minutes here on Ken Levick Alive for Ask Steve's. Uh, it is your weekly chance to ask Steve questions about what you need answers to, whether it is radio, whether it's business, whether it's sports, whether it's pop culture, whether it's fine dining, whether it's parenthood, whether it's youth coaching, it doesn't matter. Steve Polizzino has an answer for you. He knows all, and he imparts his wisdom on us every single week here on Ken Levick Alive. By the way, um, I just want to make sure, and we're going to get to this, I hope, before the end of the show, uh, I don't want Heat fans to panic any longer. Heat fans, do not panic any longer. I know that The Athletic is reporting that Donovan Mitchell, the, the Knicks have emerged as right now the primary target. They have emerged as the, the primary, uh, the, the primary um, offering that right now the Jazz are considering. It doesn't mean anything, Okay. That does not mean anything. And here's how I'll put it. You've got a Donovan Mitchell, Jalen Brunson backcourt. You've got a, a team that didn't even make the postseason last year. It's not elevating them above the heat, even if the heat don't do anything the remainder of the offseason. Okay? Time now to go to the man who knows all, Steve Politziner. It is Ask Steve's. Senior is a Palm Beach County Sports Hall of Famer, a business maven, an accomplished youth coach, and a worldly family man. Every week he bestows his expansive wisdom upon us. It's time again for Ask Steve's on Ken LaVica Live. You've got mail. Good Karma Branch President Steve Politziner, an expedited edition of Ask Steve's here on Ken LaVica Live. Steve, we have, um, I don't know if this makes you feel better or worse about this show and the company as a whole, um, but the the most significant take-oriented portion of this show today has been about undershirts and when to wear them, when not to wear them, what type of undershirt. Now, uh, Stone Lebanowitz over here has, uh, has started to mock the father of, 
of marketing director Courtney, his boss, for wearing a T-shirt, <laughs> a T-shirt undershirt under a collared shirt. I told Stone that's not good behavior. That's not a good way to get ahead here at ESPN West Palm. And that has led to a debate about when to undershirt and when not to undershirt. My first question to you is, do you undershirt? And if so, how often? I do not undershirt. Good afternoon, guys. Um, and, and look, let me just give a disclaimer, though. As someone who had thought had a decent pulse for what's, you know, what you wear, yesterday I was um, at a retail store here I'm, I'm, I'm in, in West Palm, Palm Beach Gardens this week, and um, I'm leaving a store, or, or and I was trying on a shirt. And I come out, and I ask the, um, you know, the, uh, the woman who was helping me, I said, you know, do these sleeves look a little long? She's like, yeah, maybe a little long. I go, you know what? doesn't really matter because I mostly roll them up a little bit anyway when I wear a long sleeve shirt sort of casually, you know, like untucked yeah. type of thing. And even, even when I'm tucked in, like a more of a work shirt, I typically roll up the sleeves. So I go, you know, I typically roll up the sleeves anyway. I was like, do people do that? And she goes, she literally goes, oh, my dad does that. And oh, I was no. like, oh. <laughs> yeah. There's nothing good that comes out of, oh, my dad does that. You put it back on the rack right after that. Yeah, I was like, oh, I really like, I'm in that, I'm in that category. You oh, know, my now. God. But, um, yeah, so, like, the, the undershirt thing, like, there's always a degree of personal preference. There's also body makeup. You know, so, I want to get into, you know, you know, talking about certain man boobs or if you have sweaty pits. But, you know, those would <laughs> typically be, you know, the culprits on why you might need to consider, you know, an, under, you know, uh, an undershirt. I, yeah, I, I've never been a big, you know, um, undershirt guy. Some people are cold. They, might, they need the extra layer. Right, right. Um, yeah, you know, I play a lot of golf. I was with someone last week. It was 85 degrees, and they had an undershirt. Under their golf shirt. Got, I don't know. Yeah, I mean, he's. I, I said, I think a, a part of it has to do with insecurity. Like, nobody's really cares about your sweaty pits. Just let them flow. You know, when we're in Florida, it's but, hot. There's no need for that. But it, this, it certainly provides an extra layer of defense. Right. And and then there's the judgmental types like Stone who say, oh, nobody cares about the pits. But as soon as he sees an undershirt, all of a sudden he's clutching his pearls and mm-hmm. he's offended at the uh, the outfit selection. Uh, uh, Stone Labanowitz, Ken Levick, uh, Ken Levick alive here on ESPN 106.3. Ask Steve. Steve Palatino, president of Good Karma Brands, an all-around wise man. Let's get to a question from uh, one of our listeners here, one of our fans here, Steve. Uh, since it's the Open Championship, what's a round of golf or a hole of golf that you'll always remember this is pat from stewart oh well easy my one hole in one you know and uh, my one hole in one actually was uh, was in ireland so you know I, I almost feel like i was at the open championship uh, it was actually at the k club where uh the Ryder cup has been played um it was part of a pretty miserable round overall <laughs> including the fact that it kind of bounced and rolled in it wasn't like a beautiful you know hole, hole in one but who cares? Yeah, it, it was still it was still a hole in one, and I got to do the walk up, and I got to do the pull it out, and I got to do the one sign and the picture, and yeah. you know, so all of that was yeah, all of that was good. And, and, I, and no, after that, everything else is a distant second. Um, I, I we're super tight because we have uh, leaderboard updates for the Open Championship, but I did want to sneak this in because we started the show talking about what your sports mecca is. Mine is the Rose Bowl. It doesn't have to be some place that you have not been. It could be some place that you just love to be at from a sports standpoint. Uh, Stones was uh, the All England Club for Wimbledon. 
You've been to a lot of sports venues. What's your sports mecca, the one place where you say, man, I love being there, or, God, I wish I could be there? Well, I think there's so many, and there's so many that I haven't been to, Ken, but just for time, time tight, the reason I'm going to give you the Masters is because I don't think what you see on TV is anything like what the experience is there in person. Sure. I think the, the plushness of the greens, the the $1.50 you know, pimento cheese sandwiches, <laughs> The, the no phones, you know, the focus on just on golf is uh, it's, it's pure and innocent, and it's very hard to find that anywhere anymore. Steve, awesome stuff. I appreciate it. We'll do it again next week, and uh, we'll, uh, we'll open up the emails, okay? Later, guys. Sounds great. All right, buddy. Steve Pollard, Senior President of Good Karma Brands. Ask Steve's here on Ken Levick Alive. An open championship leaderboard on the way. He's still in the battle. It's Friday Night Lights. I'm Ken Levick. I'm live on ESPN 106.3. From the Anajar and Levine Studios in downtown West Palm Beach, you are listening to Ken Levick Alive on ESPN 106.3. Tiger Woods, a five-over front nine in the opening round of the Open Championship. Not great. You know what is great? Brightline. GoBrightline.com. Free Brightline app. Hit both of those up. Get yourself a ticket on the train this weekend. Going to see the Marlins? Home runner train. Why not? Get on in West Palm. Get on in Fort Lauderdale. Go down to Miami Central Station. That premium seating you can get. Snacks, drinks at the station. Do the same thing on the train. I'm always getting that Pinot. Right in the cup for my train ride. Miami Central Station. You take the, this is for the home runner train for the Marlins, Lone Depot Park. Take the ride share, get over there, watch the Marlins. Final pitch, get back to the station on the ride share. Home runner train takes you back home. You don't miss the train, you don't miss anything. You have yourself a great time and you avoid the traffic and avoid the stress. All with Brightline. Go Brightline.com and the free Brightline app. So I was just mentioning before we had on Steve Politino, there's this doom and gloom that has. Uh, just completely overtaken Heat fandom with the athletic report last night from Shams that the Knicks right now are the primary focus in talks about dealing Donovan Mitchell. And we don't have time for the Tim Legler song. We can play that tomorrow, Stone. But in short, I want everybody to think about this. Would you rather have the Heat close to running it back with Jimmy and Bam and Tyler Hero and that crew? Or would you rather have a Knicks team that didn't make the postseason bringing in an unproven guard for $100 million in Jalen Brunson and then Donovan Mitchell, 6'1", undersized guard? Doesn't give them any size. Makes them maybe six seed. Could even be a play-in team. Do the Knicks leapfrog the heat because the Knicks get Donovan Mitchell? Absolutely not. Donovan Mitchell gets maximized in Miami. Want to know why? Because Miami has a winning core. Donovan Mitchell's just a guy with the Knicks. You're not that guy, pal. Trust me. You're not that guy. Maybe just gets him to the play-in. He's Stone. I'm Ken. We'll do it again tomorrow. Ken Levick Alive, ESPN 106.3. Bye-bye.